chapter number 3, page uh, 1281. If you got a King James Bible, amen? Schofield, King James Bible, okay? If you got a Bible like mine, it's page 1281. 2 Timothy, chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 12. You find your place, say amen. amen. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. What a wonderful way to start the year. Wasn't that encouraging? Yea, and all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer Persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Verse 14 is our text verse. I read it together, alright? Ready? But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. But continue. But continue. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Let's go to the throne of grace. Jimmy Drum, how about you praying? Amen. You can be seated. Paul is in the member time prison. So when he says, All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, he's not speaking from someone that is guessing if what he's saying is correct. He's speaking from a standpoint of experience. Not only was it a troubling time for the Apostle Paul, but it was a troubling time for Christians. 64 AD, Nero ordered the burning of the entire city and then turned and blamed Christians for the wicked and dastardly deed he had done. And why, please understand something. It was a day when it was not popular to be a Christian. As a matter of fact, when threatened by the Romans in the first century, Christians, and I shared this with our men this morning, if you walked up on a stranger and you didn't know who he was, you would take your foot and you would make a signal and a half, half curve of a fish. And if he was a Christian, he would make the other side the symbol of a fish. And that's how you knew the man you just met was a Christian or not. 
As a matter of fact, it was, it was, uh, uh, and if he did not make the other side of that symbol, he would just think he was just doodling or fidgety or whatever. Because it was dangerous times to be a Christian. And they knew that because of their Christianity, they knew what it meant to suffer for the cause of Christ. Let me say this and be as kind as I can be. We, we don't understand what it means to suffer persecution. In, in our day, in our, our, our work here in, in the Bible Belt, we, we don't understand or, or have the faintest idea. We, we think persecution is because the preacher didn't shake my hand when he come in or, or, or somebody looked at me cross-sided or someone made a comment that your hair looks like a rat's nest or something like that. You know, we, we don't understand what persecution is. But around this world, you need to understand. In the Middle East, ISIS, every day is lining up Christians and taking their heads and killing them, and believing, and believing they're doing God a favor by doing so. Crosses, cross, in the Middle East especially, to be a Christian means you're taking a stand. But the Paul told young Timothy, he said in the last days would be perilous times. Perilous means dangerous. It means this. It means a continual unraveling from the top. It means a continually unraveling, like you would unravel a rope or unravel something. And truly, we don't have to Look far to realize that's the day we're living in. A lot of things are unraveling, amen. We're living in dangerous times. I'm not going to preach this, but if you'll read this, there's 18, I mean, these 11 verses, there's 18 descriptives Paul gives. And if you wanted to, you could divide them up into four categories. First category, there were selfish times. How many would agree? The Bible says men would be lovers of their own selves. Oh my. We don't have to go very far to see men love themselves more than they love anything else. Amen. Self-centered, selfish to the core. Amen. We're living in the most selfish society that we've ever lived in. So there was selfish times. It was rebellious times without natural affection, truth makers, false accusers, and we, we see that today. You do business today, you gotta to have 25 copies and signatures when there used to be a day a men's hands shook, could shake hands and his word meant something. Now, that means nothing. So we find it very rebellious times, if you will. It was very disrespectful and prideful times. Wow. Traitor, heady, high-minded, prideful, disrespectful. And Lord, how we see those days. 
Oh, this one. And lovers of pleasure. Times. People love their pleasures more than lovers of God. And Paul brings us to verse number 12. That's what we're the, he tells, he tells young Timothy, he said, now these days are coming. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. We're not living in those days right now around us. Then he brings us to verse number 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And we see that manifested today. There is slowly but surely. Now whether you believe this or not, there is a cultural shift in America. There is literally a culture, cultural shift taking place. And it's happening so slowly and steadily that we don't even recognize it's happening. But the comfort zone of Christians is about to be challenged. We're seeing it more and more and more. 2018, we may very well see for the first time that it'll cost us something just to come to the house of God in worship. If you're looking around for the applaud of men because you serve God, because you love God, because you purpose in your heart that I'm going to continue serving God. If you're looking for the applaud of the world and applaud of the men, I hate to tell you, but you're setting yourself up for a major disappointment. If you purpose in your heart not to, to, to drink or do drugs, if you purpose in your heart to be a young person that would, would, would dare take a stand and say, I'm going to hold on to my purity to walk down an aisle and make a commitment to that one that God wants me to have, then you get ready to hear, well, what's wrong with you? Everybody's doing it. What's wrong with you? Are, are you one of those religious freaks or something? Are you one of those religious nuts or something? Get ready. It's happening. By the way, I praise God for those that don't drink and don't do drugs. And hold it on to the purity. Not everybody's doing it. Amen. Boy, if you dare to stand for truth. Note this. This is happening in America today. Isaiah 520. Woe unto them that call evil good. And good evil. That they put darkness for light and light for darkness. They put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. God's word's not changed. Bless God, it's still wrong to commit adultery, fornication. It's still wrong to murder. It's still wrong still. God's word has not changed. 
one bit. Romans 3, 4, he said, God forbid, yea, let God be true. But every man a liar. That's what God said. So in this passage, as we look, Paul brings us, he says, but continue. Told young Timothy, he said, there's a lot going on in our world. We don't, we don't, we have no idea what we'll face in 2018, but God said, but continue. First of all, notice with me the prophecy of corruption. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now we've done talked about there is a prophecy of corruption that that's happening right now. But there's one word there that I really want to draw your attention to. Yea, and all that will. Note that word. Mark that word. Highlight that word. The word means to decide. It means to determine. It means to determine to make a choice. It means I will serve God. And I believe with all my heart there's nothing greater that we need in 2018 as we, on the eve of this new year, that we need some people that will determine in their heart I'm going to serve God 2018. Joshua said in 24, 15, And if it seem evil unto you, serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the god of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me, but as for me and my house, we will, will, we, we done made the decision. We done made the choice. We didn't, we didn't decide which side we're going to line up with. We will serve the Lord. Until you get your will into it, you'll not serve the Lord. Until you decide in your will to serve the Lord. Well, I realize, you understand, you understand, we will serve the Lord. We will obey His Word takes your will to do that. And God has given every person here a will. God help us. God, God please help us to quit making excuses and crutches and blaming somebody else for the decisions we're making whenever it's not no one else. It's our will that's in, in, that has to decide. I will stay in that marriage. I will serve God. I will be faithful. I will obey God. It takes your will. You see, again, in America, I do believe we may see our comfort zone challenged. I said it earlier. 
We, we don't know persecution. We, we, don't, we, we don't know what it means to serve, to, uh, to, to be persecuted. We, we think we're persecuted when somebody says something ugly. At work, that's lost. Do we, we think we're persecuted. No, we ain't persecuted. Persecution that comes because of Christianity. Jeremiah 12, 5. I want you to listen to this verse very carefully. If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? And if the land of peace, wherein thou trustest, they weigh thee, how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? If you're struggling, if you're struggling now to serve God, if you're struggling to get to the house of God three times a week, if you're struggling to pray, if you're struggling to give, if you're struggling any part of your life, what are you going to do when the persecution really comes? I fear all the devil's got to do, boo! And somebody, 90% of Christians exit the back door. I fear, I fear that we are too pansy sometimes. Don't know a better word. Whiny sometimes. Lord help. My gosh. My gosh. And most of the time while your hand didn't get shook, you run out the back door and they're too fat and slow to catch you. Can't catch you when you get out the back door. My Lord, we get so ups, we get so out of frame and bent out of shape over petty things. Just the pettiness of God's people today is astounding. Well, they upset me. They talked about giving all the time. Well, you don't have to give. Keep your money. Bless God. If you think God's up here needing your money, God can handle his stuff. He's proven that over and over. The pettiness. And you know what astounds me? In most cases, God has done something for them. I don't know about you, but in 2017, my God has been so good to me. And my family, oh my, if I started telling you just how good God's been to me this year, you wouldn't, you, you, you'd get bored, you wouldn't, most of you wouldn't believe it, you'd say he's a lion, he's a lion. No, God's been so good to me. So when people around me don't act right, don't do right, don't, don't, don't feel what I, my expectations with my wife and my children, don't meet my expectations. I want you to know I'm still running by God and say, praise God, been too good to me to quit on you now. 
just been too good to me to quit on you. A prophecy, 2016, 78% of America believed in Christianity. 2017, that had dropped to 70%. 30% said they were agnostic, which means we believe there's something up there. We ain't sure what it is. You're, you're just, just idiots. God help us. Agnostics or atheists. We don't believe there is no God. But I have never seen an atheist breathing his last breath that all of a sudden they got religion. Oh God, help me. So you see, we see a decline. The Bible says, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Unless there's a determination. Tonight, today. I've said this. Told our men this. And would you please listen. As long as you've got on the table. Well... If that job don't get better, I'm going to quit. And you got to quit on the table. You'll exercise it somewhere. Well, if this marriage don't get any better, I'm quitting. You got to quit on the table. How many of you people have been married long enough to figure out there'll be enough issues in marriage to exercise that? Amen. Go ahead. You men can say amen. I'm not asking why permission for you. All right? Don't be afraid of them. (laughs) How many understand this? There'll be enough going on at the house of God that if you got quitting on it, if that don't get better, I'm going to quit. He mentions money again, I'm going to quit. You know that that option will be exercised. There's enough. I, I said this. If you bring your little red wagon in here full of your toys, and I promise you, I promise you somewhere, I'm going to down, kick it plumb off, and you're going to get upset. You're going to get your toys and go home if that option's on the table. While we, in the midst of the prophecy of corruption, Make our mind up to have a priority of continuing. But continue. But continue. The only antidote against the world of apostasy is the Word of God. And the only resource you and I have is to continue according to the Word of God. But we have to continue. Paul tells Timothy, I want you to continue in those things you learned. 2 Timothy 3.15 That from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make thee wise in the salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Timothy had learned the Word of God from his grandmother and his mother. 
they were Jewish, Jewish women and had seen to it that Timothy grew up on the Word of God. It is my belief that if we would just continue in this blessed old book, building a church on the Word of God, building a Sunday school class on the Word of God, building your family on the Word of God, then you can continue in the things of God. May we understand that we have to have some priorities to do that. Have priority of biblical t- truth. First Timothy three fifty. I, t- I tell you long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillaring ground of truth. We got to continue in just biblical truth. Here's where we mess up. We get our Crazy thinking. Then we go to the Bible and try to find Bible to match what we believe. And we got it backwards. We need to go to the Bible and let it tell us what we ought to believe. We should never go to the Bible and make it say what we believe. We ought to let the Bible Decide our set of beliefs. I'll get into more of that later. I had a privilege to preach in a church I was saved in. And what a blessing it was to see the people that taught my Sunday school class still in the church, still staying by the stuff. Well, it, it was a blessing to see the man that taught my Sunday school class Still in the choir, singing the bass. He had a great bass voice. I'd steal him if they get by with it, amen. Paul said, now Timothy, I want you to continue in the things which thou hast learned. He said, I want you to continue to be thankful for the things you've learned. I want you to continue to be thankful for the people around you. 2018, when you walk into a bathroom here and it's, it is clean and it smells clean, you ought to find out who cleaned the church that week. Go up to them and say, well, I thank you. I thank you. Clean the church. You ought to walk up to a Sunday school teacher and say, well, I thank you for teaching that class. 2018, y'all woke up to, to Brother Joy and said, Boy, Joy, that choir is sending, thank you for leading the choir. You'll thank Miss Sarah for playing the piano. You'll thank those who work on the bus. How many love seeing them buses running on Sunday? I love that. I stand and watch them leave because I just like to watch them leave. I, I, I just like that. I just love that. But do you realize that's not possible? Unless somebody drives that bus and works with those kids. We celebrate and we lift up the fact we have our bus kids will be in, in the church for a communion this morning. But somebody's going to work that. 
You know what time they got to church this morning? It cold. I, I know you said, boy, whew, it's cold this morning. It's cold for you. You know it's cold for them. The, the temperature didn't get up high for them. It's cold this morning. They got here at 8.30. Some of you didn't roll over in bed to 8.30. It's here 8.30. How many is going to have lunch today after church? It ain't a trick question. I ain't, ain't going to trick you. You'll have lunch about 12.30. If you can beat the Methodist to, to, to the restaurant, you'll get a little earlier. you know what time the bus people will get uh, have lunch? About 2. Now here's the thing. You say, man, I, I, I could do that. But could you do it every week of the year? Continue. Continue. Somebody come to me and say, Boy, Pastor, we need to, we need to start. We need to do this. And we need to do that. And we need to do this. And more, I'm glad for ideals. I appreciate that. I'm glad for all that. And it's, it's so easy and it's exciting to get something started. But it's really hard to continue with that over a long period of time. It is hard to continue week in, week out. Those that work on the bus, it ain't a thrill to them no more. First time, shoo, glory to God. And they love it. But then after a while, the thrill goes. It's exciting the first Sunday in Sunday school. But it's quite another to teach it Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday to continue, to continue. We see a prophecy of corruption. I see a priority of continuing. We've got to continue. Nothing the Success is when God's people purpose to continue. There ain't no bells and whistles. There ain't no notoriety. The name, your name's not going to be on the sign, but you just continue. Then gives us a pathway to conquer. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. First of all, God says it's profitable. May we approach the Word of God and understand it's profitable. It's profitable. He said, first of all, it's profitable for doctrine. Set of beliefs. I said this. I said this. We come to God. We get so misdirected when we start with what we believe. What we believe. And then we take God's Word and find something to build a case for what we believe. Why don't you start with what God said? And believe it. God said, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband 
as unto the Lord. Won't start there. And husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Why don't we just start there? Instead of saying, well, I believe, hold it. What did God say? Just start with the Word of God. Profitable for doctrine, a set of beliefs. Uh, one of our, I heard this. Somebody was telling me, and I love it. One of my little girls got a new Bible for Christmas. And the first thing she did, she opened it up. And she said, it's King James Version. Yes! I, hallelujah! Hallelujah! She's, again, warning. Doctrine. May I say, not only is it profitable for doctrine, it's profitable, may I say it's powerful. You know what the Word of God will do? It'll bring conviction. For the Word of God, for the Word of God is quick and powerful, and in two edges sword, piercing even to dividing sunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. Do you understand? Do you understand how powerful that is? God knows why you do it. He knows the motive behind it. He knows the intent of what nobody else sees. You can put on dog here. You can put on your, put on your son to go to best and comb your hair and, I mean, put on the smell good and have everything all in order and you can look all this proper and everything. But you know one thing for sure and certain. There's a God in heaven that knows everything there is about you. Wow. Wow. Boy, that humbles me. That challenges me. That's, that's challenging. It's, it's powerful for reproof, conviction. It's powerful for correction. That word means to restoration to an upright stance. I love that. It means that when you're crooked, he can make you straight. Ecclesiastes seven thirteen. Consider the work of God, for who can make that stray which has been made crooked? God can. God can. Isaiah forty five two. I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight, and I will break in pieces the gates of brass, cutting sunder the bars of iron. Philippians two fifteen. That you may be blameless and harmless, son of a God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light in the world. God said, I can do that. The Word of God prepares, commands us, convicts us, counsels us, commends us. Praise God, it comforts us. He closes this chapter with saying, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. In the backdrop... Of all he said, perilous times, all he said in chapter 3, he said, church, Sarah Baptist Church, he said, I'll give you what you need. 
Two words. Perfect means to fit in shape. To fit condition means to be complete. And furnished means equipment for service. In other words, God says this. I'll furnish and equip every believer to do my work if they just continue. God's not helping the quitters. God's, God, God's not helping those, those in town. So I'm done. He helping those. God is not using quitters. God is not using those that will to fall by the wayside. God's not, God's not going to use them, nor is He helping them. God helps those. God's helping every marriage. God's helping every home. God's helping everyone. But continue in the things which the eyes learned. I want to challenge you this morning. And I know, I, I, I love the altars being used here at Solid Rock Baptist Church. And we do, we use them. I praise God for that. But this morning, if you want, if you want to walk out the front door and a trip to the altar doesn't change you. If you want to walk out the front door and be as mean as the devil you was before you came, don't make a mockery of God's altar. Just, just don't. I, I, I'm, I'm, this morning, Solid Rock Baptist Church, I'm looking, but more than that, God's looking for a group of people that will continue. Just continue. I, I purposed in my heart, I'm, I'm just going to continue. I'm going to continue to love my wife. I mean, she may go crazy next week and get meaner in the junkyard dog. Now, I'm just going to continue to love her. She might get sick. I might, have to, I might have to take care of her. I'm just going to continue. She may say, I don't want you no more. I can't believe that happened. But anyway, anyway, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going to continue. I'm just going to continue. I'm going to continue to love my Lord and serve my church. I'm going to continue to serve my church when, when we laugh together. But I'm going to continue to serve my church when we shed tears together. I'm just going to continue. I'm going to continue if there's one person, if me and Darlene come to church and me and her is the only one sitting on the pew, I'm going to continue. But I'm going to continue if the church packed out. I'm just going to continue. I'm just going to continue. I'm going to continue to pray when it's easy. But I'm going to continue to pray when it's hard. Do you understand sometimes it's hard to pray? I've been to pray and I couldn't do nothing but weep. Probably the best praying I've ever done. 
but I didn't say a word. I'm just going to continue. I'm just going to continue to sing the songs of Zion. I know somebody, uh, Jones Decker told me he's in heaven now. Shame on him. He told me, he said, brother, you, you stay with preaching. Let somebody else do the singing. I'm, I'm still, I'm going to continue to sing if God puts a song in my heart. Where nobody will cheer it or not. I'm, I'm just going to continue. I'm going to continue trying to help the people of God. I'm going to continue the very best I know how just to be obedient to God. If you put something on my heart, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to continue. You know, there's not nothing, there's just not nothing thrilling sometimes about just continuing. But there is something that's very rewarding. Paul said, when he wrote this, in a few days, in just a few days, they'll take his head off and he'll say this, I finished my course and it's I finished it well. You know what I want? I want to finish well. And the race is not to the fastest. It's not to the, it's not the smartest. It's not the most talented. God help us. If, if it took talent to pastor, I'd be in trouble. But it takes. And that's second only to the members I have. Amen. <laughs> no, it's a talent. But you know what? I can do something that Spurgeon, Moody, Brother Hiles, all the men of old have done. They just continued. Now here this morning, I wonder how many of you are interested in just continuing. It's all standard feet. Every head bowed, never eye closed.